The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Farlands or Bust. Skeleton taking damage or bust. <laughs> and, uh, oh, there he goes, which is some poof out of existence. Right, Wolfie? But yeah, welcome back to Farlands or Bust. This is, woof, yes, I know. This is episode... 547. Hold on a second. My uh, my notepad is, is getting uh, overtaken by another window. There was some overlappage going on, so I need to underlap it so that I can actually read it. Because we all know how, how much I require assistance from my notepad. Uh, but yeah, welcome to episode 547 of Far Lands of Bust. Wolfie's ready to get going. A little bit antsy. So we are going to get going. Let's get a little bit of food for, for him as well. Today... Whoops, swing and a miss. Strike two. There we go. Today is Tuesday, January 5th, 2016. Come on, Wolfie. One more time. Watch a step. These, these pigs! The pigs in the year 2016 are all dry. <laughs> That's a shame. But, uh, yeah. We are continuing today to walk to the Farlands here, west... Westwardly in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3 in this Minecraft world that we we started all the way back in March of 2011. So coming up on the five-year mark, which is insane, but that's beside the point. Uh, what is the point is that uh, we're also working on five years raising money for Child's Play Charity over at FarLandsOrBus.com. We are currently at 18390 trying to raise $60,000 for Season 6, and then when we raise that goal is when I will finally press F3 during a Flobathon live... Th a Flobathon live... Th 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 a Flobathon... <laughs> a Flobathon live stream celebration uh, over on the Twitch channel. Uh, but until then, it's all YouTube videos all the way, and uh, you guys can just keep going to farlandsabus.com to donate right there on the homepage. Like I mentioned in the last episode, might have to think of a few, uh, you know, we got some really good uh, donations and a nice jump in donations there at the end of the year for the Kurt J. Tat initiative, which is something else I'll be planning for this year. Got to start thinking of some other ideas, maybe a monthly thing of similar nature. Uh, perhaps not a, t not a tattoo each time or else I'm, I'm going to run out of skin by the end of the year. But uh, yeah, we'll try to think of some different things here to get the to get the proverbial Farlands or Bus Ball rolling and uh, get more money to Child's Play Charity to help kids uh, in hospitals around the world. That's what Child's Play Charity does. Learn more at childsplaycharity.org. <laughs> I think I've done this before. <laughs> I've got like a script down. Uh, Alright, hopefully this pig... This pig is wet! Now let's hope he isn't also dry. Ah, uh, he is. He was a, a, a dry, wet pig. That's unfortunate. So yeah, we're continuing on here. We got a whole bunch of questions to answer from donors. I hope everybody had a good... Uh, I already said that. Yeah, the last episode was already New Year's. So alright, I hope your New Year continues to be good. Uh, hopefully it started out good. Ah, more pigs! 
So far, the twenty, the year twenty sixteen is 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 rife with pigs, but they all seem to be dry. Round Wolfie, Wolfie on a hunt. Yeah, there we go. Now we're uh, up. I like to keep four Wolfie treats with me at all times. I think that's about enough enough to uh, get him back to full health in the event of catastrophe. I'm still yeah. I'm carrying around the iron chest plate. I should have made a new sword as well. The last episode. My swords. My sword's getting, uh... Woof. Yeah, I know. It, it is. It's a little bit worn there. These these iron swords certainly aren't made like the diamond swords that stick around from the spawn point to episode 500-ish. So that's uh, a durability issue right there. I don't know if I've been... Perhaps I've been more reckless with it as well. The, the diamond sword of spawn pointiness. For those of you who don't know, I had a diamond sword since March. 2011 that I'd had been carrying around up until the beginning of this season because it was about to die and uh, I figured I would preserve it for all of time at the last F3 monument instead of carrying it with me and having it break unceremoniously. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's that's where the diamond sword of spawn pointiness rests. Uh, but this iron sword of season sixness is, is a little bit disappointing. I, I need to send it in for some... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, warranty repairs. <laughs> uh, which, in this version of the game, you can't repair. No repairing of items, unfortunately. That's alright. We are going to hop in a boat, though. And... Continue on. Continue on, indeed. Some nice terrain. Ooh, nice floating island. We all like the floating islands, don't we? It's got a tree on it. Oh, it's kind of a weird one. Well, I mean, they're all weird, technically, but this one, being over water, is kind of a weird thing. Usually it's like the terrain generation imagines it's going to be making a uh, a mountain, but then doesn't connect it to the ground. That one is just a random piece of clod of dirt just floating above the ocean. Fun fact, clod of dirt was my nickname in high school. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, yeah, let's... Uh, did I just drop something? I feel like I just dropped something. I pressed F. Oh, no, F does the, the fog distance thing. All right. Never mind. Ooh, foggy. All right, there we go. That's better. Let's uh, disembark here. There we go. And continue on. I'm I'm full up on st oh I ran out of coal that's interesting not that I use coal for much things but I was gonna say my st my, my sticks all these boats I'm breaking that's the only reason I have sticks is from all these boats let's answer some questions from Child's Play charity donors when you donate to Child's Play charity you can ask a question in the comment box and then get it read and perhaps answered well, just like these folks are although this one's a weird one uh, horsey. Horsey has a very strange question. I own some underpants with monkeys and bananas on them that I have owned since the year 2001. Ow! Careful, Wolfie, careful, Wolfie, careful, Wolfie. Oh, you just just totally just nosedived off of that thing. Good job. Uh, so sorry to keep you in suspense about the underpants question, but... Uh, it's owned them since the year 2001. They have holes in them and the edges are all frayed. My girlfriend does not understand that most men have such relics of the past living in their drawers. <laughs> Including their drawers. 
My question is to you, good sir. What is the oldest item of clothing you own? And should I listen to my girlfriend and return my underpants back to the earth from whence they came? Return them to the earth. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're not biodegradable in that fashion, but... Uh, oldest... I own... Yeah, I own some, some old drawers, I suppose. Um, I'm trying to think. I own some old belts. I mean, belts tend to be something that, as long as your waistline doesn't change drastically, will will last quite a while. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that I own anything from like a decade, though. Yeah, a decade is kind of long. I just ordered some new socks. My old ones had a bunch of holes in them. And uh, they've been relegated to dust rags. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that I own... Yeah. Some t-shirts. I own some old t-shirts. Like, that have stuff on them. Although when I... Yeah, a lot of stuff I got rid of when I moved. I own a lot of old, like, threadless t-shirts. Like, from, like, the early days of threadless. Uh, I don't know. They're not worth anything. They're t-shirts. They're like, ooh, first edition. Nobody cares uh, about your used t-shirts. Um, owned a bunch of that stuff. But even that was... When did Threadless start to get big? Like 2004, 2005? Um, See, so yeah, I owned some, like, t-shirts or, or stuff. But no, not really... Uh, not too much. That, you know... At least within five years. Perhaps six or so. But I've recently kind of gone through and adjusted the wardrobe. I've mentioned this a while ago. To be a little bit less college and more adult-ish, I guess. In the last four or five years. So yeah, no, I don't... Uh, not, not not too terrible. Not not 2001. That That's weird. You should, uh, you should uh, obtain some new... Some new base layers, as it were. So, yeah, that was a weird question. Never got that one before. <laughs> I've gotten the boxers a brief question many a time, but that one, that's a new one. Bam, yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't, I can't consider, I can't really, like, think of the oldest item of clothing I, I own. Uh, some of my Converse are pretty old. But even those get replaced if they start, like, falling apart or whatever. I'll throw them away or whatever. Um... The current, I mean, the pair of jeans I'm wearing are old only because I like wear them every day. They are these, uh, the, the salvage denim. I got, I must have had them since I, yeah, perhaps even, they can't be five years. Wolfie, just push me off the ledge there. I don't know that they're five years. Actually, they might be because I started getting into that stuff at or around the time I started YouTube or even a little bit beforehand. Yeah, these ones might be five years old. And I pretty much wear them almost every day. They are well-worn. You know, they started out as, like, salvaged, you know, really deep indigo blue jeans, and now they're all worn in and kind of ripping and fraying at certain points. It's, it's kind of unfortunate, because they fit so well. But let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And awakeness. Oh! Ow! Under attackness. We are under attack. Oh, from all angles. We're flanked. We're getting flanked. There's a creeper off in the distance. All right, serpentine, serpentine, serpentine. 
Careful, Wolfie. Careful, Wolfie. Careful, Wolfie. Uh-oh. 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 How are those? Okay, you, you better burn to death. Wolfie thinks so. I think that might... Was that... Does that bed ha have an arrow in it now? That that bed is no good. Uh, no, it's got it. Uh, no, it's got it on the side. All right, well, that's interesting. Those will be there forever and a day. So, yeah, these jeans are pretty old. I actually own... The, the, I didn't... You know, I purchased these jeans. I'm like, oh, these fit really good. They are from Left Field, New York City. My only problem with the Left Field brand, they fit really good, is that the pockets are really shallow, which was a serious problem when I upgraded to the Nexus 6. Still a little bit of a problem now that I'm on the Nexus 5X. Uh, phone. Phones. Speaking about large phones fitting in the front pockets. Um, I, I Around the same time, I purchased a second pair of uh, jeans, salvage denim from uh, Left Field, but I don't wear them that much at all, so they're almost like new and pristine, and they're really stiff and uncomfortable. So I always wear these because they're worn in, and, and they're all, uh, you know... They're they're frayed and uh, whiskered to my to my movement, and uh, yeah, they're gonna start to have problems uh, eventually. But they're so comfy. So yeah, that's a little bit of a problem. I should I should do a better job of rotating my jeans. But anyway, anyway, of course now actually in the last year I haven't been wearing them every day because during the summer I actually switched to to shorts, short pants, pantalones. De los Muertos, uh, you know, because in, in the summer here, it's well above 110 degrees Fahrenheit. So uh, shorts have been a thing I was wearing, although those are new. I had to buy them because I previously didn't own shorts. Uh, so yeah, maybe these jeans are perhaps the most worn, not really the oldest, but the most worn regular piece of clothing that I continue to wear. But thanks for the donation and the very strange and unusual and unique question. Got a we've got a question here from uh, from from Cone, Cone Dodger. This was a couple. He he, he donates according to his eye racing season, and uh, this is a a little bit ago. But he's asked, has there ever been a case in your life of you shouldn't meet your heroes, and been disappointed by something or someone you once thought was great? Wolf. Hmm. 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 Nah. Hmm. I can't say I've really ever met my heroes uh, in that regard. Um. Gluten? <laughs> I loved gluten so much, but it treats me so poorly. Uh, um. No. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, today is the question of, uh, or the, the the episode of unanswerable questions, and and the. Hmm, not sure. Not sure. I can't really come up with an answer to that. Really exciting stuff. But yeah, no, I can't. Uh, I can't say I've ever really met any heroes or had any significant disappointments like that. It kind of depends. On you having heroes, or you know, like you know, or, or having looking up or you know, to people or things. I really don't. Uh, I, I don't have very many role models at all. <laughs> Either like real people in my life, like family or or whatever, or close. I don't really have any close friends or, or close people to the family. 
uh, nor do I, you know, I'm not really, I don't really have any sort of fandom to, to major sports people, um, or, or, or just pop culture icons or anything, really. I don't really put much weight into that stuff, so I guess... Maybe that's a defensive move on my part. I don't know. So that I'm never disappointed by my heroes because I have none. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I can't quite say I have ever. Ever have I ever. But I appreciate your continued support, Cone Dodger, for, for Child's Play Charity, Farlands Bust, uh, and Bust, uh, and our continued back and forthness in Formula One, which today, the the race has gone up. Yeah, we we're, we're racing in Singapore. A great track. Great track. Uh, <laughs> and uh, some, some interesting times had there during our Formula One season, which continues to go strong. And strangely enough, I know I'm going to jinx it here, but uh, uh, for whatever reason, the past like five or six episodes kept getting content IDs from Codemasters on them. Uh, this this week's none. Nope. Just totally, totally ignored. I have no idea what the heck's going on there. Get, get on your game, Codemasters. Uh, and then they, they helped me out and released the claims and like sent me a tweet. They're like, here you go, Kurt. Sorry for the issues. I'm like, thanks. Uh, and then this, the previous weeks, I'm like, uh, hey guys, it happened again. And not a, not a word back. So they're, they're a very uh, fickle bunch. They, them. But, uh, but anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, let's see here. Alexander asks I feel like I've answered this one before what, what the problem with having so many questions <laughs> is that I I tend to answer them out of order and then I forget which ones I've answered in previous episodes uh, but this one from Alexander asks what value idea or ethic would improve Western society were to be popularly held uh, is there a popularly held idea that would be improved by discarding uh, probably discarding that sort of celebrity hero worship sort of uh, fanaticism that kind of grips Western society I believe uh, what would improve probably uh, ethic idea quality probably more uh, environmental I was recently looking at the the quote from, speaking of heroes, I guess, from uh, Carl Sagan, uh, this pale blue dot. I was just looking up the quote uh, about, uh, uh, you know, if the pale blue dots were, were suspended in a sunbeam and, uh, you know, there's nowhere for us to go and the earth is where we make our stand for the time being uh, and there's no one out there to help us. You know, all those really, you know, I was looking for really neat quotes, perhaps tattoo ideas. And... Uh, you know, he says that should be that shouldn't be like a a scary thing or, or whatever. I can't remember the exact wordage, but you know, it should be a source of of, of inspiration and and uh, more. It should should inspire people to be kinder to each other uh, and kinder to our pale blue dot because it's the only one we know. Uh, so that sort of ethic, that sort of mindset, the the global mindset, uh, which perhaps. Is influenced by even having a universal, a, a, a cosmic mindset uh, for a grander scheme of things, I suppose, would, would help all of society, in my personal opinion, I feel. Um, but but that, uh, I think, kind of answers that question. Uh, kind of difficult. Woo! Well, Cavalry! Kind of difficult to uh, 
to say one specific thing or the other is going to to fix or make better this, that, or the other. But I don't see how that would hurt, generally, you know. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. That was a good question. Alexander, sorry if I answered that twice. So you get two, two answers for the money. Two for one. It's a twofer. This one from Danny L. What scares you the most? In 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 very many uh, forms, probably this is a weird answer, but probably people, <laughs> just people in general. We can take this many ways. Uh, it used to be, you know, growing up as a kid or whatever, I was scared of the dark or scared of ghosts or, or monsters or whatever under the bed and uh, uh, bumps in the night. Uh, it has since transformed to when I hear a bump in the night, I'm instead of being like, oh, there's a monster or a demon out to get to me, it's, it's oh, somebody's going to murder me <laughs> for my TV or something. Uh, so that there's that kind of self-preservation fear. Uh, and then there is kind of also the the social anxiety fear of of meeting new people or being in large groups or in uncomfortable situations or unexpected uh, uncomfortable situations. I feel like that is kind of my uh, Achilles heel is, you know, if I have enough preparation time, if I know what I'm going into, if I'm going to a place and I know there's going to be eight other people there uh, and and these are the people I do know and these are the people I don't know, then I usually do all right. But if I like go to a place and then suddenly, oh, there are many more people here or, or a different group of people here than you uh, were informed of previously, uh, then that's when the alarms go off. Uh, so yeah, there's there's that sort of fear as well. What is going on here? I'm we're digging through the through the thicket. Gotta get out our machete. There we go. We're free. So there's that as well. And then let me uh, make an elevated hidey hole, and I'll tell you about the uh, the third kind of scared of people <laughs> aspect of this answer. If oops, oops, there we go. If I may. Boop. And boop. And yeah, woo, look at that. I totally missed that because I was digging through the thicket. Neat. Uh, let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And awakeness. Woo. And continuing on this. So yeah, there's the, uh, there's the fear of, of potential harm, scared of people, there's the social anxiety, scared of people aspect, and then there's the, uh, how can I frame this, the societal, is that a word? Society, the uh, having, the, the global perspective I recently just talked about, uh, there's the uh, the people as a, as a whole scared of, say, like the future for the people and that I belong to the people, you know, the the earth, the, the group of people, the the, the leaderships, the uh, the populations, the the opinions, the you know, everything that's going on is is maybe not scared. It's worrying. It's disappointing sometimes. I try not to go completely misanthropic about it, but uh, yeah, there's that aspect of it too. Uh, you know, most recently, 2016 has not been uh, in in the first five days has not shown its 
uh, its best in that regard. Uh, there's the whole presidential thing going on, which stirs the pot. You got what's going on in the Middle East, and hey ho, Saudi Arabia. Good job of you know really kicking things up a notch uh, to the you know. It's not like we're in the medieval times or anything, is it? But uh, there's there's that that's all going on, and then now we got uh, these uh, wingnuts in Oregon. Who uh, I suppose if you haven't heard the there is a militia, quote unquote, aka white men with guns, who have occupied a federal building and a wildlife refuge or something, uh, a wilderness refuge in Oregon, uh, over complete ridiculousness, two of their friends were caught illegally poaching and then starting wildfires to cover up their tracks, and they were sentenced to prison, and they're like, no, no, that's unjust. Uh, This is the stand we're going to take, so a bunch of jerk butts with guns, uh, these open carry uh, wackos, uh, decide that they're a militia and they're going to start camping out there and, and take over the federal lands. Uh, and of course, uh, every, everybody I follow on Twitter, at least I know, is of the same mind because they're all like, uh, "Why aren't we calling these people terrorists?" And uh, okay, what? <laughs> Good job, people. What are you possibly doing uh, out there? And it's just another exclamation point on the whole gun debate and whatever. And it's like that sort of stuff. The the fact that those people, speaking of the the people part of it, uh, exist and they they make a lot of noise, and then like the media people label them differently than if they were of different colored skin or if they were of a different nationality. These are activists. They're being called in a lot of the headlines uh, a militia. Uh, or, or uh, protests. Not, no, they're, they're not. They're not even calling them protesters. They're calling them activists, uh, as opposed to different people would have been called protesters or troublemakers or uh, terrorists uh, in the same situation. Uh, so it's just really disappointing. And it's. Hmm. Can I say something? <laughs> it's rant, J Mac time. Uh, these open carry nuts who are all, okay, they're a militia, they're using a word, uh, you know, that is mentioned in the Second Amendment, uh, a militia, they're, they're claiming that they're fighting against a tyrannical government, or an unjust government, and, and they are a, an organized and, and under the constitutional rights, a, a, a legal uh, militia, um, and, and they're taking a stand. Well, where were they? <laughs> where were you guys? during, say, Occupy Wall Street, which, in my estimation, was probably the biggest and perhaps the the greatest chance of an actual stand against a an unjust system, um, against both the, the banks and, and the government that is greased by them, uh, you know, where were they during that? When when the police were cracking teenagers' heads open uh, in the streets and putting them in, you know, mass jails and collaborating with these higher-ups in Wall Street as opposed to the government, and uh, they quickly and, and very effectively shut down Occupy Wall Street. 
in that regard, where where were where were all these militias during those sort of things, or during all these the protests that happened at these G8 summits and whatever? Uh, where were they during that? You know, if that's you know, that's truly your defense of your Second Amendment to to defend yourself against uh, an occupying army or an unjust government. Where were you during those situations? Where were you during Black Lives Matter? Uh, oh, well, I suppose they did. They actually did show up, but then they stood on the side of the police, <laughs> which was the government. So it's, oh man, it's... Uh, that is the sort of thing that, uh, if you want to ask Danny L what scares me most, is, is just the fact that that keeps happening, and it's hard to just... I can't reason with it, and we shouldn't reason with it, and I even really... I planned to talk about this beforehand, I made the decision, but I even, like, worry about even bringing it up gives it notoriety, gives it, um... What's the word I'm looking for? It gives it, uh... What's the word I'm looking for? That thing! It gives it credence, it gives it, uh, you know, substance, whereas... You know, maybe not mentioning it or just leaving it alone, you know, lets it just blow away dust in the wind, nobody cares sort of thing. I don't know, it's... It's an interesting, an interesting start to the year. Uh, well, it's really just stuff that continually happens. It's not really any denotion of any calendar flipping or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, that, if I could go on a way wild out tangent, that is what scares me. Uh, but thanks. What makes me feel good is is all this support for for charity, uh, for 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 myself and uh, others that I see in, say, the Farlander community, uh, in a lot of communities out there, in the Mindcrack community, all that money we raised for uh, charity during the Mindcrack Marathon, lately uh, $250,000 raised in the latest Zeldathon that just ended, uh, MC Gamer and his whole crew, that's crazy awesome. So there is, there is, there is bright stuff to try to concentrate on, but it's really hard not to, to be distracted or enraged or, or whatever, just frustrated uh, of some of the, the not-so-great uh, news. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can be a little bit, like I said, less stress. Just because, you know, just because you want to have less stress and perhaps be more positive doesn't mean you still can't take stands or have opinions or, 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 or educate about the bad stuff. But 2016, stress-free, relaxed... Raising money for child's play charity, getting a tattoo or, or two, uh, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Browsing Craigslist for cars you can't afford. <laughs> That's my 2016 in a nutshell so far. Oh, man. Uh, where is the sun, by the way? I feel like it's going to set soon. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that, see, that one I already answered was about the snow in Arizona. I think I already answered that. Uh, ba 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 Oh, we've got a we've got a global warming question, so let's get to that one maybe in the next episode. <laughs> oh, brother! Pocket Rifty asked, "How would you deal with your doppelganger?" My doppelganger? Hmm. I can't say I've ever met a doppelganger or seen a doppelganger. There was a kid who kind of looked a lot like me in high school, and there were some jokes thrown about uh, about how we looked similar, but he was far more popular and successful than I was, so that didn't last very long. Um, how would you deal if you met your doppelganger? Uh, 
Uh, kiss him on the lips. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I have no idea. I'd probably be like, neat, take a picture, become famous on Imager, uh, and then uh, walk away from the situation. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I honestly don't know. Probably the same way I react to like seeing myself in video or, or, or something like that. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Shock and amazement. What are you scared of? Good go. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. Positivity. 2016. Stress-free. Happiness. Charity and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't say... I can't say that it's not something I... You know, there are... There are aren't there like websites? There was like a recent article that went around where, like, you're supposed to, like, find your non-related twin, and there's, like, websites that, like, help you do that through, like, algorithms and stuff like that, and there was an article about these Norwegian or something women who found each other who look, like, exactly alike, but they have literally zero uh, relation whatsoever. Stuff like that exists. Uh, I'm not going out of my way to try to find any Kurt J. Mack doppelgangers or anything. Bloop. But, uh, yeah. Those, those, we had a, a wide range of interesting questions, which you can add to, plug plug, by going to farlanesorbus.com and donating to Child's Play Charity. And then, uh, look at that face. <laughs> those are two eyes and a big old mouth. He is shocked at this lava pool in front of him. Or that's his tongue. Neat. <laughs> we found a face, everybody. We'll get a better look at it uh, in the morning in the next episode. But yeah, farlanserbus.com. Donate to Child's Play Charity. Ask a question, any question. As you can see, I've, I'm, I'm answering them all. <laughs> and uh, that will be answered in a future episode of Farlands of Bust. And uh, we appear to have started to make our hidey hole in an underground uh, lake. So that can't happen. Let's move over a little bit. Let's maybe go in this side of the mountain. Are you already sitting down, Wolfie? Yeah, you are. Let's get you a little bit closer just to make sure we can hear you woof in the morning. Bloop, 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 bloop. There we go. All right, now we can properly do it. Uh, and above and beyond, obviously, getting your uh, question answered, you're uh, helping get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world, which is what Child's Play Charity does. And it makes me feel less scared of people, because you guys, the Farlanders, are awesome and very generous in that regard. And I do appreciate it moving forward into the new year. I'm looking forward to reaching our $60,000 goal and having another stress-free and fun Farland, uh, flabathon, excuse me. And uh, pressing F3 to see how many more million blocks maybe we've walked. I hope we're gonna... Well, we gotta be... It's gotta be over 3 million by the time we press F3 the next time. Uh, I hope it's not that much more, because that would mean it takes a lot more time to raise our goal, but... Yeah, looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah. Whoops, I've already had a couple boats. That's alright. We're, we're boated up. Woof. Yeah, I know, Wolfie. We're, we're getting to sleep. We're ending the episode. Thanking everybody for watching. My name is Kurt. His name is Wolfie. I will see you next time.
Oh, I'll stop the sun while I'm still the sun.